back to the Book of Adora podcast. It's me, Crystal, and with me as always, it's Monica. Hello. And Cameron. Hi. They showed what the video game Zelda 20 looks like to play with a it controller does. normally. We're, we're here to, to talk about the expansion pass 3 for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's we're here right, to talk for no... 10 hours. <laughs> we're here to talk for 10 hours about this 14-minute video. Yes, that's us. It's, it's driving me a little nuts the way that people are still treating this like an expansion pack because I do understand that it looks the same. It looks the most like the last game since Spirit Tracks. Yeah, yeah. But from a game design perspective, I would say these are pretty major changes. There's, there's quite a lot going on here, I think. I think that I've heard a lot of story valuing people despair that the story is going to be light. Because they haven't shown us the story yet. Yes. And they haven't shown it to... This is exactly Breath of the Wild has no NPCs or towns all over again. Yes. And I, I know I that... Yeah. Fair, <laughs> that much? A fair number of these people who say that have been through Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass or even Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, so they should know better. I Crystal... Go back for a second. Let's hear this about no NPCs. I wish they had no NPCs or towns. That's what I wanted from the first game. Oh, you wanted an essentially storyless adventure where they were like, go kill Ganon, and you had to figure out the best way to do it. I I don't know what people are expecting. It's going to be like the last game. It is a direct sequel. It's true. They already made the prequel to Breath of the Wild that had a full like movie-style story. So there you go. <laughs> that did happen. I think that they're going to take the plot in a wild direction. It's not going to be, you know, very story heavy. It's never very, very story heavy, but it's going to go zany. I I will say I've I've gone ahead and skipped forward in the video to fifty seconds. Uh, do you have the video up, Crystal? Because yeah, we're not going to do. We're, I don't think we need to do a play by play of this. No, but for specific parts, there are still things that jump out as like worth commenting on, I think. Mm-hmm. And one thing in that first shot that strikes me is as Link's going along on the horse, On if you look at the mini-map, and there are three numbers on the bottom, and one of those numbers is changing as Link moves. Yeah, it looks like, uh, like an X coordinate. Yes, I think that he's moving along the X axis, and we've got a Y axis and a Z axis while we're at it. Oh, I was asking, I was wondering why there were three numbers. So 18 there is probably the height from the baseline. This is height. I think having uh, three coordinates with uh, four digits each will make it a lot easier for tricks where you have to shoot an arrow from a specific coordinate. Yes, like you got to be standing. Let's just use this number I'm looking at now at 2008-1822-0018. Yeah. Do you feel like they're going to suppress these numbers? Like this is just part of the demo build? Yes. He said at the start of this video that the game is gold. We could be looking at the finished game here. Mm. I think there might be an option to turn this off, but I think they're very much catering this game for the Did You Know Breath of the Wild audience. Monica, did you send the newest Did You Know Breath of the Wild to Crystal? I did not. Oh, I should. You, I watched have- it independently. It's good, right? Yeah, they still have more stuff. There's st- 
I, there were some things in there I genuinely didn't know. The cogwheels. The cogwheels. I liked that. When they put a chest in the cogwheels and the whole dungeon stopped moving. It's physically based cogwheels. Physically based cogwheels. Uh, the whole dungeon is actually a mechanism. And that's really cool. People, that mm, I, I'm mad. I'm mad that I didn't know that and that I'm so happy to find that out. Now, what if you could glue some gears together? And make your own mechanism. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's going to work out. I mm, There really is an awful lot in this video. Like, just... just mm. Stables are be, back. Sorry, go on, Monica. Stables are back. Stables are back. There's NPCs. Yeah, it's got NPCs and other NPCs we may not be familiar with. You said the one thing you would... The one thing I would be concerned about is that the last game, a lot of physics, not a lot of uh, level design to take advantage of the physics. So I hope this uh, one has a little more of that. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, Breath of the Wild was definitely a play box or sandbox. Maybe not a sandbox, but it's definitely something where it's like, here's your toys. Go play with them. And it's like, okay. And I think a lot of people got it out of that. But I think there were a number of people who also would have preferred being given scenarios in which they needed to use these physics more. That's me. That's what I want. Okay. That's completely fair. However, I would like to present to you an alternative, like an illustrative problem with designing around making people use the physics engine, especially in relatively precise ways. And that is the golf shrines. What about them? How many people actually like the golf shrines? I think that the people most complaining about not having enough rewards or specific kinds of challenge in Breath of the Wild, hate the golf shrines and the motion control shrines more than anyone. Well, that's because motion controls are are very glitchy and unreliable. Do we expect shrines back in some form? They haven't but, shown shrines. I don't see any shrines in this demo. There's something in this demo that is very similar to a shrine. With the little green lines coming up? Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 watching the open I've got the sound turned off, but I'm watching the opening part of the demo right now where Link is riding along and you can really see the uh numbers changing as he moves along the y axis and the x axis and we can see the sky islands floating above. I'm going to pause it at about 1 minute and 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. While Link is looking up at the dueling peaks and you can see the sky island floating above it. And there is something that looks very much like a tiny shrine with the Gerudo Zonai script floating above it in the same spiral pattern as the script that was floating above the sealed Ganondorf. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that might be the shrine equivalent. So after completion of sealing the Calamity... The regular shrines go down, and then the new <laughs> shrines pop up. Hey, it turns out that there were 120 uh, Zonai monks who hid themselves away for 10,000 years. Yep. Mm, you know, now that you say that, maybe that wouldn't work out super great. But, I mean, still, looking at it, the thing about it is we have no idea what this looks like. Like, it, obviously, it looks like some kind of challenge or collectible or something. But one of the fascinating things about this gameplay demo to me, and I think one of the things that has most frustrated the people who are like, just show me the game. I want to know what the game is. I want to know the whole game. You're not giving me the game. Is that when we look at that, it could be a shrine. It could be just a little quick teleporter spot. 
It could be some kind of thing where you touch it and you go into an alternate dream reality or into the past or into the underground. And we have no idea what it is by looking at it. We have no idea what the loop of this game is. Previously, we hypothesized that that might be something that shoots you up into the sky. But clearly, that seems to be more about reversing the falling blocks. So I think it's more likely that it is a shrine. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense to me. Um, if there's Grudo or Zonai script or whatever coming up, I guess they're sealed bits. So there's something inside that you have to resolve and get Ganon bits. So an equivalent of a shrine. Yes. But also, it could, when you activate it, create some kind of challenge for you in the overworld. Mm-hmm. Like, if you activate all of these in a given region, a big boss monster could show up. Instead of rewarding you with a bunch of spirit orbs, if you get everything, then the the the, the Gleok might show up in the middle of Hyrule Field, or Goma. I really do hope we see those field bosses. I mean, we know there's at least one on Hyrule Bridge, or the Bridge of Hylia. There's a lot of focus on um, the seamlessness of the world and going back between the, the sky and the ground. Like, theoretically, you could knock an enemy from a sky island to the ground and they'd still be there. Probably despawn yeah. if you don't look at them, but... I mean, if they can survive the fall damage, then yes, absolutely. Well, that's it's why just... you freeze them. Ah, I see. You they gotta are... do the trick that locks the Guardian or whatever. It's distressing to me to think that this world is going to experience a lot more monsters disrupting the very happy lives of the Hylians that exist right now. I'm replaying Breath of the Wild, and I'm like, everybody's so chill. They are very chill. And now there's a a three-headed dragon thing on the bridge. Things are much worse than they were during Breath of the Wild. Based on this video, how long do you think it's been? Um, I think it's probably been a year or two, maybe. I think a couple months. Yeah, it hasn't been very long. Not even a year. Because it could be five years. Do you think? Do you think that Link and Zelda look like they've aged five years? I I think Link would have basically no difference aging five years. I think 24-year-old Link and 19-year-old Link basically look the same. That's right. Right. I forgot. Like, And Zelda's he, already 100, so you yeah, know, what the difference? She's, she's immortal. It doesn't matter. Right. Okay. That... I could see that. Are you seeing it as being like a five-year jump, like things have really developed just out of sight? I think it would make sense for a sequel that um, they would give themselves an opportunity to change around the surface a little bit because of the development. Yes. Like, this town has expanded. Yeah. It's it's like, not, yeah, it, it would make sense for a certain amount of time to have been spent where, say, Terrytown has expanded to the surrounding area. I want to see Terrytown. Like, there's a hanging streets around Terrytown that's built around suspension bridges or something like that. That could be cool. Or even like, um, like, oh, Pura has grown up naturally. Oh, <laughs> she's 10 now. Well, we have the design for an adult. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We do know what adult Pura looks like. Or we could oh, see we um, the, old Pura. <laughs> like uh, the champion descendants. Now they're respected members of their community. That could happen. Yeah. Monica's thinking that it, uh, tell me if I'm getting this wrong, Monica, that Link and Zelda fuck around and find Ganon almost immediately after defeating Ganon. Yeah, I'm being very generous by saying couple of months. Like, Like Zelda brushes brushes herself off, 
and says, man, that century sucked ass. I'm going to go do something for me. Excuse me. It's time to go play archaeologist like my dad never let me do after taking away my puppy. (laughs) (laughs) That part's canon. Yeah, that's canon. Yeah. Yeah. Took her dog away. (laughs) We should talk about one minute and 23 seconds. Crystal, tell me about the first NPC that we see. In this gameplay demo of Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I see some sort of rounds figure with a t- speech bubble. I need to reach my friends. Yeah, keep keep uh, framing forward. <gasps> oh, it's a Korok with a it's huge a backpack. It is a Korok with a huge backpack and he can't even walk because it's so big. Oh, his feet can't even reach the ground. <laughs> his feet can't, he's rolling around like a turtle on its back. Oh, Link didn't stop to help the Korok. Alnuma is a monster for not talking to the Korok. He needs to reach his friends. And that's that's the first hook. We have to help this Korok reach all of his friends. What does that look like? I don't know. Maybe you can carry this Korok around. What are Koroks doing out of the Great Forest like this? Don't know. Their mission was done, so now they're partying. Oh, wouldn't that be nice if they're all going on journeys <laughs> of self-discovery? You just find out, you find a Korok living in Gerudo Town. It's learning how to cook, wearing a little chef's hat. The backpack's too big, so you need to design a vehicle for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <gasps> oh, that'd be so incredible. Oh, my God. You build, like, a little unicycle or a bicycle for the Korok. Oh, that'd be so good. Oh, oh, Monica wants it to be a tank with, like, a little machine gun nest that he can shoot at Bokoblins out of. I love that because, really, you only need one car for yourself. But if you build cars for other characters, you can build a lot of different cars. Uh-huh. That, that's very true. Oh, I don't oh, I don't know if we're going to build a machine for the Korok, but I now I really want... Like, I'm okay with that idea. He just goes bang, bang, bang. Just fucking Korok riding up to some Hylians going like, Get in, losers. We're going to Hyrule Castle. Yeah. Before a Zelda game comes out, Cameron and I have to do this thing, which is de-hype ourselves. We've talked about the Twilight Princess thing that we did, right? We got too hype. We got mm-hmm. too hype while playing it. Yeah, while playing it, you also have to do a little bit of de-hyping, too. We talked about that during the Twilight Princess episode, Chris. I don't know if you remember. It was um, th- when they talked about the three guardian spirits, and I was like, oh my god, but there's supposed to be four. Does that mean one of them is Ganon in disguise? That is a very acute theory to have. Fuck off. Well, you're right, but you can see that it's like I was writing the story on their behalf. Yeah. Doing fanfic as I was playing. But this story, the the fact that this little Korok, who can't even move because his little feet don't reach the ground, uh, is the first NPC that we see. I am struck by how much I need to help him. Yep. Is this stable a new one? No, this is the same stable that was on the Hateno side of the Dueling Peaks from the start. Okay. It does look like the layout of it has changed a little bit. Um, If you stop at about 126 while the little twins are on your left-hand side, you can see that there's some construction going on immediately to Link's right and further ahead. At least I think that's construction. Those ruins weren't there in Breath of the Wild, were they? You just played this. You just played this. I don't think so. Okay. So it looks like... Either these structures fell out of the sky, or 
people are rebuilding. It does kind of look like someone accidentally broke the wall and just covered it up. That's very possible. Because <laughs> there's not like scaffolding built. It's just it's just a few wooden planks resting against the stone. That's also true. When Link gets a little past there, when he looks up, you can see the swirling script above the um, obelisk shape. Yes, and uh, to the left, you can see the golden trees that they point out later are very visible, even from a distance. They have that kind of glowing effect to them. Up on the Sky Island? Yes, to the left, around 133. Oh, yes, I can see it. Yeah, they have the never infinite lot effect where you can always see them. Now, hold on a second. That is that that's on a terrestrial mountain. Did that mountain fall? Wait a second. Is that mountain there? No, I, think, in- I think that's a floating island. It's just the perspective makes it look like part of the mountain. Yeah, it's on top of another mountain. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say, if a whole ass mountain fell out of the sky, they have changed the layout of Hyrule a lot. I can imagine that happening. Link sees a block fall from the sky and he's got to climb up so he can reverse it into the sky. Do you think that these... Do you think these are always scripted to fall at the same place or will they be random? I'm thinking about that. Like, I was just wondering if if they're set to fall at specific intervals or specific places. It has to be either intervals or places, right? Because theoretically, mm. once you start building airplanes, you don't need these things anymore. But thinking about this, too, it fell when we were looking at it. Yeah. So is it? always going to fall and we don't see it? I don't think so. Or does it fall one time and then you just have to remember that it's there. Make a little note on your map. I would like to point out that when Aonuma does the time skip here, he fades out just as some bokoblins are approaching from the left, specifically so that we do not see how combat with these terrestrial Breath of the Wild enemies works. Yeah. Um... Before we jump to that, though, it makes me think about what the version of the Blood Moon would be in this game. Because Could it reset the Sky Islands? It would reset the blocks, I think. So there's like a time moon. Oh, wouldn't that be fascinating? Hopefully not too much of like a time loop thing, because I know people don't really like that. Yeah, maybe not, but maybe so. Maybe they'll all like it this time. That makes sense to tie it to the Blood Moon. Yeah. So how are we feeling about Link's outfit at this point? It's swaggy. I think it's pretty good. I think his tanks also work really well for him. And this is the first time we get to see the rewind power in action. And it is used through the L button, I think. What's that symbol on the top left? That That's for the L button. And I it says stop L at the bottom. Uh-huh. Which implies that... Rewind is a sub-function of stasis. Yes, because before the L function was something to do with the Master Sword. Yeah. Oh, you mean in Breath of the Wild? No, in this video. You can see top left, the L function got the Master Sword drawing on it. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, my God. Is that Shadow of the Colossus? It could be. That is definitely the Master Sword with a halo of light (laughs) around it. It could be Fee's famous dowsing ability. So that's another thing we haven't been shown is the way that you switch between these uses of the L button, the different powers of your arm, I'm assuming. I'm trying to understand the symbol in the orange stasis rewind. I don't think we've seen that script before. It does look a lot like kanji. It does look like kanji, but I can't recognize like. It's not. It isn't. But 
or it's very highly stylized in a way that I can't see. Yeah, it doesn't look quite like the Zonai script or the Gerudo script. No. So Link uses stasis, and we get a visible timer on stasis that shows us how long is left. And once you've got it stasis, you can set it to go backward from when it was moving. And that does not seem to make the uh, timer go down any slower, but it does tell us that there is a strict limit on how high Link can ride up a stone like this. I like the name Recall better than Rewind. Yes. It gives the impression of some kind of memory. Mm -hmm. Yes, like you're actually using the memory of the object itself to go back. Mm -hmm. Because when Link rides the block up, the whole world around him goes black and white. Yes. That is true. What does that mean? I think that's... We saw in the... One of the initial trailers where the boulder goes back up, the Bacoblins were still running down. So time's still functioning normally outside of Link and the the block here. Like we say that, but when you see him activate it, the grayscale effect ripples outward from the spot where he activates the stasis. Mm-hmm. And it could just be that this is a visual indicator of the time stop working but I think it could actually mean that if you aren't colored um, normally here, then time is moving backward. If I recall, the Bacoblins and Moblins stayed their normal color while the hill and the rock turned gray. Yeah. And that makes me wonder, do NPCs move backward? Well, they were running forward. No, no, no. Not enemies. NPCs. Uh-huh. Non-combat oh. enemies. Hmm. Does Ganon's power, like Link is moving forward and backward in time simultaneously here. Well, let me look at the spiral. Is that spiral moving backwards on the shrine? It's hard Good to tell. Uh, what what time is that? Um, around 2.06. I can't really tell. Okay, I'm going to crank it down to um, one quarter speed. It's not clear. Yeah, it's very unclear because we don't know what it looks like when they go normally. Because the time, it doesn't, this does imply to me that Link and the block are moving backwards in time rather mm-hmm. than just physically moving up. Yes, I think so. And then the rest of the world is still moving normal time. That implies that Ganon's minions and Link are not affected by time travel the same as the rest of the universe. Malice is eternal. It's beyond time. We need to watch the other trailer to be sure about that. I mean, we'll, we'll go back to it. At some point. Not right now. Yeah, I know. Not right now. I like that one thing in Breath of the Wild that always disappointed me is that Link has this real pretty dive animation that's used like three times in the average playthrough. But it looks like it's going to be used basically every time you jump off something in the sky here. And I like that. That's good. Skyward Sword of the Wild. Yes, Skyward Sword of the Wild. So here we are in the sky. We got the Zonai dragons. We got some kind of the structures that are like Link's arm. Those kind of designs. Yes. And also we have really nice looking cloth physics on the paraglider, which has a bird head now. Yeah. It's shaped differently. It's It's got the Rito symbol on it. One thing that I have to say is that the power difference between the Switch and the Wii U did turn out to be a little visible. The transition to the sky was totally seamless, and I haven't seen anything like that off the Wii U since Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yeah, this 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 feels like a real next gen moment to me. Yeah, I can this- I can hear a different like a Ubisoft E3 presenter saying, "And the world is completely seamless." 
Yeah, that does sound like... Oh, that's interesting. Monica has pulled up the older trailer, and the Bacoblins and Moblins do also turn gray when... Um, yeah, and they're running forward. So again, confirming that they're moving regularly in time. Okay. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of questions brought up by this, but maybe we aren't able to answer them. <laughs> Every time Link uses this ability, he splits the timeline. God. Well, now we have easy justification for everything. The uh, <laughs> the paraglider has the Rito or Rivali symbol on it. Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the Rogue, like the Rebel Alliance symbol. Oh, it does. He must have picked this one up from Rito Village. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe Teba gave it to him. The Rito better be excited about Sky Islands because this is their specialty. They really should be, right? Like, you would think that they would be the ones working to go up there and if not settle, then at least examine what's happening. This is really high, though. I guess they can fly. They, can, they can't fly, really. Right. Rivali had magic to go higher. Right. Faster. Rito only ride updrafts. Hmm. So when Link lands on this box that is covered in, I'm I'm going to call it, given everything else that's in this video, this is some kind of zone eye box covered some, in some yeah some kind of zone eye circle pattern with the dragon motifs and the gold tree and the camera pans to the left and our boy Alnuma doesn't say shit about it, but um that sure is Nadra over there, isn't it? That is Nadra over there, yeah. Just chilling, seeing what's going on. Yeah, she's still around. I can't help notice before he does the uh, time skip that when we look at the... Oh, actually, I want to go back and look at the coordinates first. But first, um, there are blue dots on the mini-map, and I don't know what they correlate to. Do you the mean sky- the plus signs? Yeah. The, oh, those are just on the map. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's an earlier spot. Yeah. I have been watching it very carefully. So you can get an idea of how high this rises. Link goes up about 500 meters, assuming that every number on the uh, coordinates is one meter. He goes from 18 meters or roughly 50 meters to 568. It's pretty high. It's pretty high, actually. And he's going really fast. I wonder if there's there are tower-like things, but if they will fill out the sky maps as well now. I wonder if the... What if the islands don't stay still? Okay, I think it's worth mentioning that when we get the transition to the next scene, Link goes from 500 meters in the air to 1,500 meters in the air. That's a lot higher. And the oh, they tricked us. They did. Yeah. The map is still open, but we're... Um, it's not quite right above, but it's about 500 meters... Wait, no. Okay, it's 1,000 meters on the x-axis, 500 meters on the y-axis, and 1,000 meters on the z-axis. So we're pretty far away, actually. The numbers are a lot harder to see when the map is filled in. Yes. Yeah, we were about we were over 1,500 meters in the sky. We've also swapped back to a much more easily seen version of the Master Sword L button. Mm-hmm. It's charged up. Dowsing. It could be dowsing. It kind of looks more like a sword beam to me. It could be. Oh, you're thinking like an old Zelda one style shoot the master sword laser. Yeah, he shoots a sword with power. Wow. You know, I looked up who actually did that. and I forgot his name already. Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> and in fact, what? <sighs> <laughs> That's what Napster said. Was it Rage Against the Machine on Napster? I'm pretty yep. sure that it was um, System of a Down. Yeah, System of a Down. I'm sorry. It's okay. Kazaa. LimeWire. It, it was Napster for me. 
I mean, it was one and then the other. And I can't help that notice that as Link is walking around uh, at about 3.05, while we're on this magical um, Zonai island in the sky, there's some mushrooms up against that tree while Link is looking at this tree branch, and they are they have yellow and silver caps. That's a kind of mushroom we haven't seen. They look like gems or nuts and bolts. But they're super mushrooms. They're, mm-hmm. they're just mushrooms. When he picked up the tree branch, when Onoma spent precious time talking about the tree branch, I must admit, I kind of rolled my eyes a little. Yes. Like, why are you featuring the tree branch? I like that it has different foliage on it. Mm-hmm. Also, Link is definitely carrying a uh, Zonai-style bow here. That's like one of the only pieces of equipment we see him. And then we get a Zonai robot Bacoblin. Yeah, this Zonai robot looks real um, Tower of the Gods-like. Yes. Huh. What do you make of that? I guess the Zonai built the Tower of the Gods. I think that the arms and how they kind of look spindly are sort of an influence on how the Guardians were made with the white arms. Parts. So are yeah. you su- are you suggesting that um, the Guardians are based on Zonai tech? Yes. These do look more advanced than the Guardians. Uh-huh. Soldier construct horn. Yeah, when Link beats this little construct to death uh, with stick, it drops a soldier construct horn, which looks like it's a knife blade and the Zonai charge. Who knows what that does? <laughs> Let's not focus on it at all. I bet uh, those are batteries was- for your car. They could be. I'm, I'm sure they power the uh, the juice, the, yeah. the tears, the tears juice. <laughs> the tears juice. And here's the mushrooms. The that, mushrooms that again. They look almost like turtle shells. Gems. Yeah, fair enough. And here's the money. This at about 345. Crystal, what is the money part of this entire gameplay showcase? Well, one of the money parts. That you can put your mush- you put mushroom on your shield? No, at 345. Oh, that you can put a rock on your stick. Yes. Well, also the mushroom on the shield, but yes. I guess you could have also put it on your shield, rock shield. Yes, it does say you can put the boulder either on a tree branch or the old wooden sword. Now, interestingly, this seems to be using an arm power, which implies that the master sword symbol is the fusion symbol. Oh. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. If it's with the master sword and the master sword was broken, it's fused with something. I mean... Okay, yeah. I don't... What are, what are you saying? I'm saying that the Master Sword was broken. Right. And how do we fix broken things in this game? We fuse them together. Oh, shit. So it's fused with a fuser. Oh, so maybe we're finding things like special materials to fuse with it permanently. Yes. That would make sense. Maybe maybe you're finding little shards of it and you gotta fuse them together. Yes, Ganon just gathered up all the shards that fell off and threw them into the sky. Could have gone Zelda expelled. finds them and mails them to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In her puzzle dungeon, which is now not involving gluing things together. I really love how just ridiculous it looks for Link to stick a boulder on the end of a tree branch. And it gives like plus two to strength but also seems to completely reset durability and really heighten it. It makes me wonder how the durability system works with the fuse system. I guess it just becomes a new item. It does shrink the boulder, so there is the physics, some sort of physical change happening. Yes. I, I would not have guessed that to be... I guess we should have with the moblins and so on, with the weapons in their heads. 
the durability here seems much higher than a tree branch because one of these centuries was too much health for the tree branch to destroy. But with the boulder on it, it easily destroys both soldier constructs. Even though the tree branch should still be the weakest link of this weapon. Yes. The solution to durability for Nintendo wasn't getting rid of weapons that explode. It was giving you pieces of a weapon everywhere. Yeah. You just put more stuff on your stick. Get more stick on the stick. I, I, I have to admit, though, I was not much on the fuse idea. Like, I was like, okay, well, I can sort of see what they're doing, but I wasn't super hype about it, right? Until we get to this next shot where Link is standing there holding a long stick. And the Bacoblin spear is now a long stick. And he's standing next to a rake. And he's like, oh, yeah, let's see here. And what happens when you combine a farmer's pitchfork with the long stick? By the way, it can also be combined with your shield. What does that look like? I would like it to be on the other side of the shield. Now you have a ridiculously long spear. <laughs> this a long thing. shield? Yeah, a long shield. Like yeah. rather than a stick on the shield side, like bouncing things, you're holding <laughs> the shield out from you. Oh. <laughs> I thought the, surf with that. I thought those pitchfork would be on the outside. You're talking oh. about it being on the inside. You could shield surf and then you'd have a pole to hold on to. Okay, yeah, that sounds awesome. Okay. I don't see why not. Can you unfuse things and then swap them around or is that I, permanent? I believe you can unfuse them. Um, I think it's somewhere in here, but I'm not sure. Now, uh, the thing is with the pitchfork and the stick in particular, I believe that when Link fuses them together, the long sticks two attack power becomes six when you add on the pitchfork. I think that the pitchfork has four attack power in Breath of the Wild. So if you fuse weapons together, does it just does it just add their strength? Because That's what that, I would do. That could make really strong weapons. What if you could yeah. fuse a bow with a bow and then you get like two shot bow? I yes, please. Let me make my own two-shot bow out of two good bows instead of one bad bow. <laughs> two bows glued together. That lets you shoot two arrows. God, this is such a long spear. It's just like not even tied together. It can be unlikely levels long. So it's like a 15-foot spear that he's stabbing with. And I love watching because it looks so bad when he puts it on his back and runs off. <laughs> and then this guy comes at him and he's like, oh, I'm going to get in your face. And this is my bit. Because the guy can't get close enough to go into an attack stance. Link just murders it before it gets anywhere near him. And you know what that implies to me? That part of how the fuse system works is that it's there to help people who find the combat too difficult. Mm. When this guy's exploding, he's exploding green energy, which I guess makes sense. What's that green energy? And what's, uh, we sure don't get to see what he explodes into. Oh, wait, go back, go back. And when he collapses, one of the pieces looks like a mushroom. Hmm. Oh, that, that piece does look exactly like the mushroom caps. Yeah, they grow, they're biodegradable robots. This is so- You could probably build, you could build. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Build that, minions. Oh, yeah, make minions. And in this next shot- you can choose what material to attach to an arrow. And I'm noticing a lot of different uh, materials here. There's some kind of far-fetched leak over there, what looks like a Korok leaf. 
Hyrulean herbs, the mystery mushrooms, and amber, which instead of being like the nice big round gem rock that you got in Breath of the Wild, is now a really sharp spearhead looking thing. And the the meme winner of this video was really the meat arrow. People want to see the meat arrow and what it does. Crystal, what do you think the meat arrow will do if you shoot a meat arrow? I think the meat arrow is a banana for the Bacoblins. I think they want to eat the meat and it'll distract them. Mm. That sounds about right. Yeah, you could already distract them with meat. But you could shoot them. Yeah. And then make them run in another direction. But <laughs> you can shoot them, but then they'll be too distracted by the delicious meat to, uh, to aggro. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, hey. Is this prime? Oh, my God. I love that you can make your own ice arrows. I love it. This instantly solves so many design problems from Zelda 19. It just, on on the spot, no questions asked, makes, it really incentivizes you to collect all these parts. And if you don't want to collect specific parts, you don't have to. The robot that he just shot has a, a vision thing like the Guardians, like the red laser thing. Oh, I see. Yes. It's a little less focused, but yeah, absolutely. You can sneak around him by avoiding the vision cones. And then we get a bit where Aonuma talks about how his vision has been going because he's 60 now. And we see, actually, I didn't notice this originally because I was tracking the bird too much. But actually, is that Natra up there? It looks like this dragon has a beard. You think this could be a different dragon? It could be a f new dragon altogether. Well, the logo does have two dragons fused together, so. Uh, hmm. Oh, oh my god. And Ouroboros is kind of like a fusion. It, it's exactly a fusion between two serpents. What if that dragon up there is a really important character you have to go and talk to? Gotta fly up there with your little helicopter. Hell yeah. So Aonuma's having trouble tracking moving objects. Um, we do see some more items. You can attach the uh, soldier construct horn to your arrows. I, as I assume that makes them stronger, like ups the attack power of the arrows, or maybe lets them punch through shields. But I'm going a little wild because there's so many things you could stick to the arrows. Like, what does the key swing do? Does it just make it so that it flies straight without ever falling? Or further? That's what I mean. That's probably what I would guess. Yeah, it just goes infinitely. So you can do tricks with it. Also, the uh, key's eyeball targeting is way more generous than I thought it would be. Yeah, he's not even close. It just goes straight to that bird. Yeah, and the second one is like, you can try to miss, but it won't miss. It's a red shell. It is basically a red shell from Mario Kart. Well, you're using like a consumable thing, so you'd want it to be good. This actually incentivizes fighting keys of all things. I do really love how silly it looks that Link has fused a burst cap mushroom to his shield. So he holds up his shield and there's just a mushroom on it. It's such a perfectly Zelda thing because it it's looks so Nintendo. stupid. And yeah. yet it's so useful. It's so stupid and everyone will want to do it. We've spent minutes talking about this instead of, you know, the story. I mean, who cares about the story when I can go up to a killer robot built by an ancient civilization, let it hit me with a tree branch, and here's the real thing. By the way, the glow effect on its eyes when it's in the mist is actually kind of terrifying. But this resets its aggro so much you can go behind it and sneak strike it. And that's where I go, okay, they've made it so it's very possible for people who aren't super comfortable with the demanding elements of the combat to get through this game reasonably. When its eye is activated, it reminds me a lot of the Watchers from the Silent Realm. 
Oh, yeah. I really like the golden, the yellow foliage everywhere. Yeah. What's up with this stuff? Because Mr. Anima pointed it out. Where have we seen golden trees before? The golden land. The golden land. The golden land. land, yeah. Oh, my God. I guess it could be the sacred realm. Like, literally, this is the leftovers of the sacred realm after things shattered and linked to the past or something. Oh, we see a part of a boat there. I love that you can take this giant log and put it on the end of a stick, and now you've got a club stick. Yeah, what, hey, why, is there, why is there boat parts up here? Sure are boat parts up here. What's up with that? And you can put a rock on your shield. What does putting a rock on your shield do? Who knows? I bet enemies won't like... What if it makes it easier to knock the enemy's weapons out of their hands? Airship time. Airship time. So real quick, real quick, 657. You see up there near the top center, a little bit to the left, those look like Sonic the Hedgehog grinding rails. <laughs> I was going to say minecart tracks from that one minigame in Skyward Sword, but yeah, you're right. That is Sonic Frontiers. But what if you could fuse a minecart to your boots and it oh gives you soap shoes? I, that's for real, though. That's real. You could fuse a not wheels on your feet. Yeah, you can have heelys. Oh my god, that could work. Or even just putting a minecart on it, but it's like, I'm seeing a lot here. Also, Ultra Hand's symbol is literally a hand. Yes, that's the hand that we've seen before um, in, the, in, the, in the special edition. Yes, and it also seems to be the uh, Zonai arm. The water looks much nicer. But it's the other hand. What? Well, I guess it's which direction is the hand. Oh, yeah, the one in the symbol is a left hand. This one's a right hand, because it is Link's right arm. Mm -hmm. no, no, I mean, the, the one by the L is a left hand. The thumb is on the left side. No, that's a right hand. I guess it depends if you're looking at the front or the back. I, I think oh, that's yeah. supposed to be its palm with its lifeline running across it. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I, 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 it's a silly thing to point out, but I feel like I need to say the water here looks nicer than in Breath of the Wild, according to my memory. Yep. They have a different water shader on it. As the poet said, amazing water. I like the little fence that's holding you from falling off the side. It's like, okay, <laughs> nobody's going to fall to their death hundreds of meters below here. It's, uh, it's legal liability covered. I, does that mean that this was, wherever it came from, always a floating island? Has this always been in the sky and they just couldn't see it? Hidden from the sight of people on the land? Like some kind of hidden loft? Some kind of unseen realm? I'm not kidding. I think this might be Skyloft. Yeah, it's definitely Skyloft. Hmm. Or something like it. Because mm. this does play into my idea that Skyloft was always in the same space, but it was invisible to people on the ground. Right, it, it was always covered by a cloud layer, Man, and they only brought down the one island. We really don't need uh, ray tracing. Those pseudo-reflections on the water here, that's good enough. No, ray tracing usually makes the video games look worse. Rough. So, so Ultra Hand here, I think everybody's looking at Fuse, but to me, Ultra Hand is the uh, power that actually makes me go, oh my god, oh my god, look at that shit. Not for the ability to stick things together though obviously that's amazing but because there's no more uh, if you pause at about 725 this ability to me feels like it replaces magnesis there's no need for magnesis when you have ultra hand right right but look at how many objects are highlighted as grabbable with ultra hand just in this one shot 
Yeah, we got the logs, we got the fans, we got the blocks in the backgrounds. They're very big blocks. Yeah. Bold, regular boulders are probably grabbable with Ultra Hand. Like, all the things that we used to think of as like, wow, it sure would be great if I could use Magnesis to grab this and drop it on somebody. We can do that now. This is why I think Fuse is permanent, is because Ultra Hand isn't. And I think Anamuk could have stated that by saying that Ultra Hand, you can undo or pull things apart. It would Maybe. make sense if Fuse is permanent, because items are not that precious in this game. That's very possible. Also, Ultra Hand, cute name. It's very cute. I like the little uh, uh, glue that's hanging off the log after you shake it off the construct. I like that the glue is just automatically generated and you don't have to spray it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I saw this, I realized my error, which is Nintendo wouldn't make a crafting game. They'd want you to craft in the actual... It's like, why would we bother making a whole separate UI for this stuff? Right. That pulls you out of the world. This God. is why Nintendo's the best designers in the business. That's not a joke, even. Like, they were so far ahead of what I thought they would be doing, even though in many ways this is simpler. But looking at it, there's nothing simple about this. This is crazy. What if we just got rid of the annoying parts and skipped straight to the good parts? Yep. Yep. I like the, the battery on the fan here. Um, as a very set part of your UI, so you can see as it refills. I like that the symbol for battery is the same in Hyrule as it is for us. Yes. I also like that you can rotate in multiple directions now. Yes. I like that they must have um, generated an axis on every single item that you can pick up. So they all have specific X, Y, and Z axes on them that you can use to orient the objects in relation to each other. And then you get a little speedboat that's based that and it doesn't have to be shaped like that. Actually, do you think that him putting it forward makes it more stable when it moves forward like that? Like the middle part being further ahead. Does that reduce drag in some way? Ooh, I don't know enough about engineering to say. Oh, I just mean in the game. Link sure does Maybe. walk by. Link, after he gets to the other side of the shore, we can see a stamina mushroom. There's something called a stam bulb beside him. And Link sure does walk past an NPC here that's some kind of weird long-necked robot. Yeah, it's some kind of Zonai lizard robot. Some kind of Zonai lizard robot. Yoshi. It's a Yoshi. A Yoshi? Oh, it's like a springy Yoshi. Yeah. I'm surprised that we don't see the... Ultra hand consume limit. Like, how much can we glue together? I don't know if there is a limit. But it would be to you make a massive, massive thing. Yeah. I hope they have no limit. I hope if there's a limit, people hack the game so there's no limit. I What I really like about this, I would have assumed that you would have to strike the um, individual engines to make them turn on. So you'd need like a spin attack to make a platform fly. But here, if you just hit the center of the mast in this hovercraft that Aonuma has built, it turns on all the engines simultaneously. It switches them from forward to up. Yes. Well, I think the wind was blowing was why they were moving forward. Okay. And then we get the ascend power, which also made my head explode. Let's look at the symbol, okay? Uh, it's literally Link being abducted by a UFO. That's the ascend power. Do you, do you see the symbol there, Crystal, in the upper left? Yeah, I see. It's Link being abducted by the UFOs who abduct cows in Termina. And we know that in one of the trailers, Link uses this power to transition from the ground to the sky. Yeah. That's a real high jump. Mm -hmm. Also, 
if there are underground sections, like we reasonably assume there are based on everything that went on in a certain other story trailer, this means that you could escape those caverns and get back to the surface lickety split if you ever need to beat feet. That would make it real easy to go from underground to the surface. Assuming that it's linked down there. Too bad Zelda doesn't have this power. Too bad Zelda's dead. This, I know that it's a small thing, but this trailer makes me ask so many questions about what's going on with Zelda, the character. We don't I see imagine, any of her. She's never there. I imagine that you'll be able to use this power once up, fully upgraded to, to ascend to the islands in more than the set places. So anytime you're under an island, you can Eventually. activate it. In yeah, just not initially, up. because that would break the game. You'd, you'd have like certain stations that you could go to. Maybe it needs to be underneath a flat surface, like a smooth ceiling. Mm. But, that would be awesome if you could zoom all the way up. Yeah, but the swimming mechanic just makes me think he can only swim so far. The, the fact that Link goes inside of that cave in one biome and goes into the cave ceiling and pops out in a snow biome after swimming through rock really far is wild. We do see another NPC in there, too. Yes. A little sweet. What is this NPC that we see? It looks like another uh, Yoshi. It's the Zonai's that are not hostile. What does that mean for us? Yeah, I don't know. They're not soldiers. Yeah, soldiers are by default hostile, says Legend of Zelda. Rangers not hostile. Yeah. I like that you get a little indicator, unbearable cold. What is the lower, like, once you get to level two cold, what is that called? Look in the distance uh, at 10.33. Okay. Okay. There's a giant crystal ball. Giant crystal. That is a giant crystal ball. What's up with that crystal ball? There's also some minecarts sitting on the Sonic Frontiers tracks. What is that crystal ball going to give you? You're going to power it up and it will make the, the track run automatically. Huh. That makes sense to me. But what if you have to attach a fan to the to the minecarts? You could probably do that too, but that that this is to electric power. Oh, I see. Oh, I don't know. There's a lot going on here. Link fights a, a soldier with a big this gate on a stick that makes a gust of wind when he swings it, and Link falls thirteen hundred meters and dies. God, that's so good. I'm I'm just watching. It's just like. Why has he got a door on a stick? We don't know. Apparently, they confuse too. That would make sense. And there he goes. Okay, he falls over once, and he's like, oh, a stamina mushroom. That's good. Now Numa's- I think uh, they can make a lot of cool bosses that use fusion against you. Oh, absolutely. The fact that it, it knocks you off, and you're just going into a straight, mile-high drop. While he's falling, there's like two calamity holes. Yeah. Yes. Where are these calamity holes? Because it seems like they're they're prevalent. Yeah, there are big malice storms. What the hell is going on? Also, if you can glide and choose when you glide or dive, that implies you could theoretically reach the floating Hyrule Castle any time once you get into the sky. Probably higher. We, we don't know. You seal up the Calamity holes, and that creates the green seal things. Also, we see another one of those uh, symbols on the ground, the monoliths. What are they called? Gigaliths? Mm-hmm. Geoliths? Geoliths? I don't know. I'm not very good. Yeah, we see a lizard one, and then there's another one way further away that I can't really make out the shape of. At about 1132. Oh, Nerd Castle is lower. 
Hyrule Castle is right there. Yeah, you yeah, could, you could absolutely glide there unless the malice somehow blocks you. I think this might be another game where we can go straight to the final battle. Maybe that's not where Ganon is. Ooh. What do you think about the whole sealing up the malice holes, though, with the green lines? So what is popping out of the malice holes that needs to be sealed up? Malice. <laughs> malice. I mean, malice is reflexively bad. We're just going to shove it back down and fix fix the issue. That means it's Zelda's issue. Uh-huh. You know, now that I look at it, uh, once we get to about 1159, we see more of these big planks sitting on these wooden stone platform things, and there's a little sign next to it. It looks almost like a big bench for a Hinox. Oh, just to sit down when you're tired. Yeah, he's tired. He's got to sit down. There's no place for his legs. Uh, they could just go out in front of him. Oh, uh, like our couch. Yeah. Oh, Crystal, I don't know. Okay, this is here's one for the podcast listeners. Monica and I adopted a rabbit last year, and little dude, he loves tearing up the universe. It's just what rabbits do, right? But he's really into it. And at one point, he got, he figured out that if he tore open the underside of the couch, he could crawl up inside of it. And uh, eventually, I, I put a box under there to block him off from that spot. And eventually, he destroyed the box and got back up in there, started pulling all the guts out of the couch. I was like, okay, that's it. So I... I take the legs off the bottom of the couch, and now it just sits flush with the floor. And he's so mad, he's trying to destroy the entire couch. But also, I have to squat real deep before I sit on the couch now. <laughs> Why not just block it from uh, from below? With, I did. I used a box to do it, and he destroyed the box. We would need something stronger, but yeah. Nail, some, nail, so, nail a wood block to it. Oh, I guess I could, but he, he'd probably, well. No, he couldn't chew wood directly would, through wood. Wood would stop him for at least a few months. <laughs> Moshi's a silly little bunny. He really is. We're hoping, we're adopting another uh, rabbit probably sometime this week. And we're hoping that bonding with another rabbit will help uh, even out his temperament a little bit. So he's slightly less destructive to his environment. They'll wear each other out. Yeah, hopefully. Bonded rabbits do behave a little different. Though they could conspire together. They could. Could be partners in crime. Big crime. And that's pretty much the end of the demo once Link drops from 1,380 meters down to 8 meters below sea level, landing in the water uh, at Moving at about 150 meters a second. Holy shit, he's really moving when he hits that water. What are you? Why are you saying below sea level? Oh, sorry, above sea level. Mm-hmm. You, you think they'll have below? Do you think they'll have negatives? Um, there's gotta be. Yeah, there, there's gotta be because if you go underground, because when Link hits this water, um, again, God, he's going so fast. He hits the water and he's at six above, and when he comes up, he's at eight above. Holy shit, he stops fast. He. He is made out of titanium or something. Do you think there is a descent? A descend? No, there's no way. There could be a descend. I mean, if you get from the underground to the surface, you gotta get to the surface from the underground. If there is, I'll say this: if there's a descend, it can probably only be used in very specific spots. Well, what if even if you're just ascending from a regular cave? What if you want to get back down to the cave? Uh I think that. One of the things that balances out Ascend is that if you use Ascend to get out of a cave, you have to trek all the way back manually. I believe in Descend. <laughs> what if uh, you're fighting a real tough boss in the sky and you're just like, I'm out of here, Descend. 
Just like, peace. I guess you could already do that just by jumping off the island. Well, if you're, if you're in the middle of an island. That's also true. Like, what if this big Roblox man is going to smush you? What if you can hook yourself onto an enemy and then jump off and then unhook? Oh, like you can fuse yourself with an enemy? Yeah. And do and like- throw him off the edge with you. Oh, yeah. So you just basically do the uh, Izuna drop to an enemy from a mile up in the air. That's right. Actually, I would really enjoy that. I have no real hopes for it. But looking at the little montage after the demo is over where you see some gameplay stuff, suddenly a lot of earlier gameplay footage that we saw makes a lot more sense. Like, remember when Link is looking at that big worm and he's got like a flamethrower on his shield and we were like, how the shit does that work? And then he had a similar one on a stick and we were like, huh. What the hell? What kind of thing is this? It's a fusion. It's fusion. This this game, in terms of like as a set of toys that you play with, I think is going to be much wilder than Breath of the Wild was. You know what, though? No grappling hook. No so hook far. shot. So far. So far. It's okay. I'm, I've I've been sated by these features that I'm okay with not having a hook shot. I, the, wow. the Ultra Hand and the Fuse are enough of a thing that you look at the hook shot and go, all right, but if you don't give it to me next time. Oh yeah, Zelda 21, better have a hook shot. Or something as good and innovative as the Ultra Hand. Zelda 21 coming 2030. God, that's actually not a completely unreasonable estimation. It's definitely going to be late in the uh, lifespan of the Switch's successor. Yeah, it'll be a next-gen game. Okay, I'm going to- Every Zelda will be a next-gen game. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to suggest something really horrible. Uh Uh-huh. What if the delay for Tears of the Kingdom wasn't for development's sake, but for scheduling's sake? What if it's been finished for like nine months? I don't believe that. And they're waiting to announce the release with the Switch 2? No, no, no. Nothing like that. It's just that they've like- Aonuma says here that it's gold, but he didn't say when it went gold. What if they've already moved on to working on the next Zelda project just in the, like, prototyping phase? They usually do that. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, what if they're further along than we think? So it's, like, five years away instead of seven years. You're hyping yourself Do you remember when everyone said, oh, what if they use Breath of the Wild as sort of a template for the next game, like Majora's Mask or Spirit Tracks? That means it would come out way faster, right? And point of fact, Crystal, I think I can go back to 2019 and listen to you and me have this exact conversation. Yeah, we were so fucking wrong. We were so fucking wrong. I mean, they were refining and building upon the physics system, which took how many years? I I remember um, I was like, okay, it's going to be a 2020 game. Let's fucking go. Amanka's like, I'm going to make it a bit more reasonable. 2021 will be good. And Crystal's like, I'm going to predict the worst of all possible worlds. 2022, baby. I I understand why this took six years to make because it did have to program all this shit. There's, Seems very difficult. And testing this shit, I can't imagine. Oh, there there's there's so much going on here. This game is going to be so silly. Does this gameplay demo suggest anything to us? Like, they're going so far out of their way to hide certain things. Like, they don't want us to see the weapons that fall out of terrestrial enemies' heads. They do not want us to see how Bacoblins have changed. 
I don't think they're hiding it. I think we can clearly see it and just have to guess for ourselves. Well, I'm okay. I shouldn't say hiding it, but they are not explaining it to us. Uh huh. If we accept your theory that Breath of the Wild 2 was done nine months ago, here's the 2022 games that they that they wanted to give more breathing room. Okay. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah. Project Triangle Strategy. Yeah. Chocobo Grand Prix. Okay, why are we talking about? Go it's on. It's a Nintendo published game. Okay. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yeah, that uh, yeah. Nintendo Switch Sports. Yep. Mario Strikers Battle League. Yeah, that Fire did. Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes. Yeah, absolutely. Live Alive. 100%. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yep, that that definitely ca- Zelda would eat that game a lot. Splatoon 3. It, that definitely needs its own space. Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Well, you know, Ubisoft. Bayonetta 3. Uh, that game did pretty well, but would not have been very popular if Zelda was around it. And Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Okay, that one actually needed to launch by itself with no other big titles near it. And the 2023 games so far are Fire Emblem Engage, Metroid Prime Remastered, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon, Minecraft Legends, Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp. God, when does that one come out? April 21st. Oh, man. Still so far away. You know, I pre-ordered that game back when in like 2020. They should give you a refund. No, I didn't pre-order it through Nintendo or anything. There's just this little mom and pop shop here where I was like, they're not going to get a very big print run of this damn thing. I'm actually going to pre-order it. I still have that uh, receipt. You know, they could delay it again. No. Why not? Why would they do that? We could be faced by another international incident prompting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was delayed on March 9th before its release on April 8th. So I guess we're closer to it now. Yeah, we're only 19 days out, so they could still do it, but boy, that would be a dick move for sure. It's a good thing there's no wars happening. It's a good thing there's no wars happening involving the blue, anyway, the Russia analog. Pikmin 4 is out a couple months after Zelda. You know what my favorite thing about what's going on with uh, Tears of the Kingdom is? It's not just Nintendo that cleared their schedule a little bit around Tears of the Kingdom, nobody wants to launch anything that looks like it's even vaguely Japanese close to Tears of the Kingdom. Like, There's no games coming out in May? In June. There's no games coming out in June? Like, even Final Fantasy 16 got moved to July. What's coming out <laughs> in May and June? Right? Tears of the Kingdom. Right, aside. I don't know. Well, I'm looking it up. Final Fantasy 7 2 is also coming out this year, isn't it? Uh, I think they're planning for it, but I haven't seen any actual gameplay. What's coming out around Zelda? We got, um, Fuga, Melodies of Steel 2. Lego 2K Drive. That's a fun title. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The Lord of the Rings, Gollum. The System Shock remake. Okay. Street Fighter 6. That's in June, yeah. Yeah, June 6th, I think. Final Fantasy 16, June 22. Oh, okay. So they're they're only giving themselves uh, six weeks of clearance around Tears of the Kingdom. Dokapon Kingdom Connect. Do you remember when Final Fantasy VII Remake and Animal Crossing New Horizons were just about to launch right next to each other, and then Square chickened out at the last second and delayed it by like two months? I don't think that had anything to do with Animal Crossing. Oh, I think it- they just hadn't finished the game. Hmm, I wonder... 
I think they you know were what? scared. They didn't finish that door texture. They sure fuck didn't finish that door texture. But the extra delay didn't help them with that one. What door texture? You don't know the Final Fantasy VII remake door? No. The door to Cloud's house is famously very low resolution. Oh. Let me show you the door. I'm only seeing images of the door being fixed. Yeah, I'm seeing the fixed door too. Okay, here's you the can door. see that it's look kind of shitty looking. No, click on Crystal's link. Oh god, Skype's interface is so bad. Oh. Ah. Oh. Yes, it's quite shitty looking. <laughs> Famously shitty looking. Like people spent <laughs> weeks thinking that it was a loading issue, like it just wasn't finishing loading in. Ah. Oh. And is this like the first door you see or No. It comes up much later in the game. Okay. <laughs> the Sephiroth went back in time to remove the door texture. So I bring It was me, Cloud. I bring true despair. I did it so you couldn't sleep well at night. What the fuck did you do to my house, Sephiroth? I can't find the doorknob. It's got dithering. When do you think Zelda 21 will release? When do we think the Zelda after Tears of the Kingdom, which, okay, there's two possible answers to this question. If Zelda 21 is a Breath of the Wild style, big ass game, we're looking at a five to seven year gap. Easy. But if Zelda 21 is a top-down, traditional-style adventure in the vein of Link Between Worlds or the Link's Awakening remake? Do we count a remake? No. No, 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 no. Okay. Like, if they remake Link to the Past, God fucking help them, for one. But if they remake Link to the Past, that is not Zelda 21. That's Zelda 3R. Yeah, that's Zelda 3R. 3-2. Yeah, Zelda 3-2. Because when they merged all the handheld teams with the console teams, everyone said, oh, you know, they'll just make uh, smaller games on the side for the Switch, but then they didn't. I mean, they could still get Grezzo to make a 2D Zelda game, is the thing. They haven't. They sure haven't done that for the since uh, 2019. That's true. It has been a minute. Uh... They're sitting on the finished games versus, versus the finished Zeldas. I mean, Engage was done for quite a while before it was released. There's a there's a reason that it's big DLC story campaign with unique classes, maps, enemy types, skills, and full-voiced cutscenes is coming out like two months after the game. It's done. It's been done. Okay, Crystal, when do you think Zelda 21 is coming? <sighs> I think for the Switch 2, they'll probably start with the smaller thing. So maybe 2027. 2027. And assuming the, the year Switch- that the Switch 2 releases. Oh, a true 10-year life cycle. That's right. That sounds about right. Uh, what? You think the Switch... You Are you talking about Zelda or the Switch 2? I think the Switch 2 will have a launch game that is a 2D Zelda game. No, Crystal. I understand what you're saying. I'm asking Monica, who's who's just got over here fucking Meowth. That's right. And what? Excuse me? What part of that are you agreeing with? Uh, the Switch 2. Holy shit! And also that it will have a launched Zelda title. Is that Zelda 21? But I wouldn't think it was a 2D Zelda. You're both down for... Hold on. Okay, you've gone even wilder than Crystal has, where you think we're now going to get a fully bespoke next-gen Zelda made in four years? No shot. Well, they'll say it's a launch title, but it'll actually come out a couple of years after. Hold on. You're saying it'll come out in fucking 2029. <laughs> That's not that's not a launch title though. They'll say it's a launch title, but you know. 
I don't think they will, actually. <laughs> no more than they call uh, You know what? Fine. Okay. Oh, wait, are you saying they'll announce it as a launch title, but not release it till 2019? Right. It'll get pushed. Okay. That makes sense to me. I'm going to say the Zelda 21 is coming out in 2025. It's a 2D title. 2D gameplay, 3D uh, actual design. And it's going to look like how Link's Awakening looked very plasticky. This one is going to look like it's made of clay. Okay. Or possibly paper or some other material where it's very clearly supposed to be a pretend story. Next question. Zelda 22, is that the sequel to Zelda 20 or a whole new game? Oh my fucking god. Um, I think they kind of have to go whole new game. You think this will complete the arc? Where do they go after they fight Ganondorf? Vati. <laughs> you know Vati's like 20 years old this year? So is Ganondorf. <laughs> One, Ganondorf's 25 this year. Two, Vati's been... Wait, no. When did Four Swords Adventures come out? 2004. 2004. So he's only been out of commission for two years longer than Ganondorf has. Only one year longer because he was in Minish Cap in 2005. 2005. Oh, shit. Only one year longer. So, okay. Finally, 20 years afterward, Nintendo gives us the Minish Cap sequel. Everyone's been jonesing for it. Brings back Vati. As the villain of the cutesy play game. I do not know if Zelda 22 will be a direct sequel to 21. I have no idea. I know not with what weapons Zelda 20 will be. I can't finish this. I'm bailing no. out of this. Yeah. <laughs> but they bring like, back okay. Majora. Everyone's always like Majora. She's way more badass than Ganon. So much more bad. You know, the real thing about Ganon is that he's just not as interesting as some of the other villains in the Zelda series. Like Vati. Vati has a character arc. He's really bad, but he used to not be bad. That's pretty interesting. Bellum. And then Bellum of the anti of the of the fucking cerebellum. Zant. Yeah, Zant. I could see I could see Zant. Zant is a villain who stood exclusively on his aesthetics. He was a one and done. The thing about the Zelda series is there's there are one and dones. You if you're not Ganon and you're a villain in Zelda, you're Toast. The only villain who could even theoretically come back from the shit that they got put through is uh, Madam. What was her name in Triforce Heroes? Unfashionable lady. Oh no, she was very couture. Lady Mod. The Lady Mod. Lady Mod could come. Oh my god, an there online go. multi An online multiplayer version of Triforce Heroes is Zelda twenty two. Like that. Or twenty one. I would like that too. Final question. Tetraforce real? Okay. Crystal, kindly explain this Tetraforce question or contextualize it for our listeners. Because you see the special edition Nintendo Switch that they're releasing for this game. It's got it's got a symbol on the dock, or there's some sort of symbol on the center of the Triforce. How would you describe this symbol? Well, the Triforces are are marked with the symbols of Din, Nehru, and Ferori. Then the center has a symbol that's kind of like um, like a circle with notches in it, where it's like emanating out the other pieces of the Triforce. Or emanating into the center of them. Some kind of concentric circle thing. Tetraforce real? What do you think, Crystal? I think they can make the Tetraforce real. I don't think that's beyond the bounds of possibility. Monica? Uh, no. No. It is the goddess inside that's resonating out to the, the, the triangles. The goddess inside? Yeah. What does that mean? Hylia. But Hylia's symbol is outside of the Triforce. She's inside too. Huh? I think that given the way 
Okay, I'm going to be on my bullshit here for a second. Do I have everyone's permission to be on my bullshit? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you look at the map in Breath of the Wild, they do actually use concentric lines for something in uh, in particular, and that is to denote elevation. We sure haven't seen the map in Tears of the Kingdom yet, but I can only assume that it will denote elevation there too. These concentric lines between the pieces of the Triforce, this circle of concentric lines, implies to me that we are looking at either rising or lowering lines. We are looking either at the tip of a mountain, which rises up from within the Triforce, or a pit that goes deep down below the center of it. As if at the heart of the power of the gods, the thing that the power of the gods is restraining is a darkness so deep that the foundational forces of the universe have to be used to keep it in check. I think that that gap there, that pit, might represent whatever evil you want to ascribe to Gan. It makes sense because Ganon is the master of the Triforce. They shot him with a Triforce gun in the second one, or in Breath of the Wild, and he turned around and was like, "That wasn't even me. <laughs> that wasn't. He, that wasn't. He, forget final form. That wasn't even my first form." Yeah, you shot at my shadow. Oh, that's cool, actually. <laughs> the the circle is surrounded by little triangles. Yes. What 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 do you mean to conclude? I don't, with that? I don't conclude anything. You, I I need our listeners to know that Monica gave me a very meaningful look when she said that, and I cannot interpret it, and she can't interpret it either. It's the rab. It's the bunny god. The bunny god. We haven't learned about the bunny god yet. We don't know fucking anything about the bunny god. We don't know fucking anything about this game except for fuse and ultra hand, which are a lot, but also we don't know anything. The bunny god's going to fuse with Link or Zelda. Just oh. one. Oh, Link's literally fused with that arm. Yeah. Maybe Zelda would get the rest. <laughs> what if Link fuses with past Link, kind of like a nail and piccolo situation? Ooh. That, it that, becomes a super Link. What if Zelda shows up and she's got a glowing green spine because she broke her back in the fall, but now she's back? <laughs> no, shut up. It'd be cool. <laughs> Ah! Do we expect any Zelda underground adventures? Yeah, uh, we we still have like our bets about Zelda's role in this game. They cannot be changed now. How do we feel about our respective uh, positions as of the last time that we talked about this? I, f- I feel better than ever. How about you, Monica? Because she's damn sure not making the vehicles she's now. She's not making the vehicles. So I guess mine blew up. I can't remember what mine was. I'll have to go back and re-listen to that episode. Was there like a, a creeping around to get parts? Um, that might have been you. Mm, that sounds like it exploded too. Could have been me. Yeah. Zelda as part of the uh, building mechanic, that's gone. Because we, we, with our regular, oh, we played other video games. So surely it will be other like other video games brains. We're like, oh, what kind of separate menu will we go through to build our gummy ships or our nuts and bolts but no we don't need zelda build us ships because we have the ultra hand it was foolish we couldn't know friends i would like to suggest that probably this episode is enough zelda to stand on its own and it can't meaningfully be attached to the end of a metroid dread episode (laughs) no it can't it's a standalone episode it's a whole standalone episode hey it didn't turn into 10 hours though no it was only an hour and a half exactly as you predicted yeah, that's a that's a good size for an episode like this. How do we end the show? 
Crystal, where can we find you online? Oh, yeah, you can find me at Arcane Crystal. You can listen to me at Eidolon Playtest. It's an actual play podcast where I play a teenage detective prince solving mysteries in 1999. A teenage detective prince? Oh, my God, Crystal. That's exactly the kind of character you've wanted to play. That's right. His name is Naomi Shirogorov. It's kind of like Naoto Shiragane from Persona 4. A little bit, but different. 1999 is a very interesting year to choose. It's the premiere year for Ska, since the campaign is Eidolon Ska. How's that one going? It's going pretty good. We're doing, we're doing some drama right now. There's some mom drama. Mom drama? Yeah, like, um, what, what, if, uh, what if you had, like, a deceased mother that actually found a way to talk to her again? Oh, that does sound like drama. Yeah. But what if, uh, what if maybe... What if you didn't know her that well because uh, you were pretty young when she died, but then she was kind of uh, she, she kind of sucked. Oh no, that's that's heady stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's a, that sounds like a good campaign actually. Uh, can we find you on the Patreon? That's right, Patreon.com/slash/ArcaneCrystal. You could listen to this a week early. You can listen to some stuff a week early, including this episode, assuming that Crystal leaves it on there for a week before she puts it up elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think they will. We'll see. And you can find a Zelda joke. Yeah, please give us a Zelda joke. Uh huh. 43 plus howlingly hilarious Zelda jokes from jokojokes.com. I don't know about that plus. I mean, there's more than 43 here. I also don't know about Joko jokes. Why is everyone impatiently awaiting the new Zelda game? Because they think it'll be good? It's a Zelda game. It's highly anticipated. Yeah. (laughs) God, that one's nasty. Okay, I can't take that. Hylian. That's the worst one yet. Oh, I'd rather go listen to English Ganondorf. Okay, well. English Ganondorf sounds so bad. All right, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.